Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. (laughs) I'm Grace Duffy. And this is the show that keeps you up to date in the world of social media. Wondering how to build a lucrative email list that supports and fuels your business? Well, today we are talking with my friend Liz Wilcox about developing an email strategy that is writing copy that makes people want to click for more. And so, Liz, I am so, so excited that you're here today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I am so excited. And I said this before we hit the record button, but Jeff and I met, um, I don't know, about almost four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him and his buddy, Eric, about my email list and how I wanted to sell my blog one day. And they were asking me some stats. They said, well, what about your email list? And I said, oh, well, let me let me straighten up my tie here. This is where I really shine. And I was telling them some stats and they were like, you know, jaw on the floor type of stuff. They were like, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. You should be charging double, you know, what you're thinking of selling your blog for, da, 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 da. And so I really have Jeff and Eric to thank for where I am today. They were the first people to really encourage me other than my own subscribers and say, like, you know, you've, you've really got something going on. So thank you, Jeff. I feel like I've, I've made it onto the show. I'm you've so made excited. it. You've yes. Made and, Liz, it. and Liz has popped by quite a bit. Uh, yeah, she's a faithful watcher, but I'm so excited. She sold like two companies by, by now and like this new membership thing. So we're going to, we're going to get into all that. But if you do not know who Liz is, you really should. She is the fresh princess of email marketing. She is an email strategist and keynote speaker showing small businesses how to build online relationships. She's teaches them how to package up their magic and turn it into emails that people want to read and most importantly, purchase from. So this is going to be so exciting. Thank you once again, Liz. Um, Grace, can you tell I'm excited that Liz is here? Yeah, I can tell that you're excited and I'm excited by proxy. I like as I was preparing for the show, I was super excited and shout out to our friend Eric Fisher. That's Eric she was talking about. He is uh, when he tells you something is good. He is he is spot on because he is known in the world of social media. We have some other people popping on going, yes, Liz is awesome. Not that I'm biased by the name or anything, says Liz St. Jean. So, yes, uh, <laughs> that's she She is awesome. And it's not just the name. So uh, something else that is really, really awesome is our sponsors over at Ecamm. You can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. That's what makes this show possible. Even Liz uh, told me before she's she used it. She's not used to being on the other side of the screen, but they are amazing. They have some really great stuff going on right now. One of the things 
is is that they have this new simple program. Like if you're just getting started or you're really wanting to learn more about Ecamm, you can go to ecamm.tv forward slash simple. Our friend uh, Diana Gladney is on there training about Ecamm and how to use it. It's a great resource. And also they have this really cool thing right now at ecamm.tv forward slash audio. It's all about how to sound better using Ecamm and your mic and what kind of mic to use and all the setup that you need to do with their virtual mic. So they've got tons of resources. That's why I love Ecamm so much, but you can find out more about that at ecamm.tv forward slash audio. All right, let's get into this because we're talking today about writing click, clickable copy. And so um, this is something that, to be honest, I uh, I kind of struggle with. So um, I don't know about you, Grace, but I mean, you're more of a writer. She puts the show together. Um, <laughs> I am not. And you're actually a ex, not ex, are you an ex blogger? How would you, how would you say I was I was a blogger back in the day. So I uh, work in advertising, traditional advertising, and I uh, decided to stay home with children. And but I wanted to keep my skills up. So I learned how to blog and learned how to code and did all that. And that's how I kind of kept myself current. So and think I thankfully I did because that led right. my work in social media and then led me here with you, Jeff. Right. Everything I have done in my life has culminated to this it moment. It brings with you, you into Jeff. It, this, yes, that's what happens. All right, so let's talk about <laughs> delivering emails full of wind. So, Grace, yes. I know you had some stuff, so take it away. So, Liz, you teach online entrepreneurs how to simplify this whole email marketing thingy. That's why you put it in your little website. I love it. And uh, finally, master their sales as a way of leveraging their personality, vision, and values. And so, let's get into it because that is a lot, right? Like that's a lot. So tell us why this whole email marketing thing is so valuable to businesses. Yeah. So I wouldn't be a, you know, a good email marketer if I didn't come on and say, you own your email list, right? You know, <laughs> right. we don't own social media. I <laughs> know uh, Jeff is really, you know, on it with the social media, but you know, there's, it's constantly changing, you know, there are always changing the game. And with email marketing, you own your list. You know, when someone opts into your email list, you can take that email address with you, whether you decide, oh, today I want to use ConvertKit. And, you know, in a few months, you decide you want to move over to ActiveCampaign or MailerLite or what, you know, whatever the new thing is uh, that week, you can always take your email list with you. And when done properly, you can get you know, you can get a crazy ROI. So for every dollar that you spend with email marketing, uh, the usual stat is anywhere you can get, you can expect 40 to $45 in return. So over time, when you follow the right strategies and you kind of find your voice, you find how you can make clickable, clickable copy for your folks, um, it's really gonna pay off for you more than, you know, you could expect with any kind of advertising. And also what I love the most about email marketing and something that I don't hear a lot of people talking about is while email is one to many, right? You send one email to a whole lot of folks, you can very quickly turn it into one-on-one. -on -one. And so with email marketing, email is very, you know, people know how to use it. It's very comfortable. Saying Facebook groups just work for building community mm -hmm. is uh, the reason why email works for your people. They know how to use it. It's comfortable and it's private. Unlike a Facebook group or an Instagram comment section, people are willing to really open up more. And if you know anything about sales, you know, 
it's not always about closing the sale. It's about, you know, starting a relationship. I think Mike Kim says that. Um, there's a lot of other people, uh, you know, there's no such thing as an original thought, but I think I heard <laughs> that from Mike Kim. And that's what I, that's what I love about email is because it's private, because people really know how to use it. Um, you can really get to know people and create products that just sell. Yeah. So I love email because I can engage with it on my own time, right? Like there isn't, like my inbox comes in in the order that it comes in and I can search up whatever I want to search up. So even if I don't look at an email, I said get an email and even though I don't look at it till I need that information, I can because it's there and it's in chronological order and it's all mine. Like I can access it at any time. Yeah. So here's the question. So this is, Dustin says this and he goes, I spent a lot of dollars on email software. I don't think I've gotten a four X, uh, 40 X return on it. Uh, LOL. But uh, we're going to talk about that because Dustin, I'm here for you, baby. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, I had to interrupt. Like, the, let's get this party going. <laughs> I do. And, and you need, seriously, I'm going to put it up on screen again. And for you guys listening, um, on, uh, on the podcast, it's Liz Wilcox.com L I Z W I L cox.com make sure you guys check that out because she's got an incredibly uh i'm not going to say cheap but incredibly um what would be a nice way to say that uh it's it's a great offer accessible it's amazing like i'm getting on it's it like cheap, as soon as y'all yeah. it's cheap i'll say it's cheap it's but it's it's and she, and she knows what she's talking about like when Eric and I heard what, she, how many emails she had when she was getting ready, we're like, Oh my gosh, you know? And so I want to back that up a little bit and talk about, okay, you know, people who are just getting started, let's say they start from zero and we, we hear it all the time, you know, own your list. It's yours. It's the only thing you get with, even with social media, you want to drive them to your list. Everybody talks about it. all the big gurus do. So how do you start from zero? I mean, I mean, that is so daunting when you first get started. Like, okay, I've got this company, I've started this brand, I have zero email subscribers, what do I need to do first? So how I have started every single one of my email lists is honestly on Facebook in my own personal profile. I just said, you know, hey, this is what I'm doing. If you're interested in any way, I'd love for you to join the email list. So LizWilcox.com actually uh, was just an email list before I even had my website. Um, Jeff and I met when I was an RV travel blogger. And so I, you know, how I started that email list, how I started my blog was I just got on Facebook. I shared a couple stories about like, oh, this is what I've been up to the last year. Ta-da. I, you know, now I live in an RV. If you're interested in coming on the adventure with me, you know, boom, get on this email list. That was before I had even published my first blog post. And so, you know, when I listen to uh, podcasts and such like this, you know, and everybody says, oh, email, 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 mama didn't raise no fool. <laughs> like I'm nothing if not an efficient chick. <laughs> so I said, okay, well, I need to build my email list. And so get on social media, you know, Jeff is really good at teaching you about that and try to get people over onto the list. And, you know, you can just be as frank as I want you on my email list. If you're interested in X, Y, Z, I'm going to share all these tips and tricks. And then once you do that, that's going to be a confidence booster for you. Of course, you know, don't expect thousands of people on your list right away. It might be just, you know, a few people might be a trickle. You might have to DM some folks. 
But then I want you to think about your ICA, that ideal person. And think about um, like if you're, if you are a university, right? Like Liz Wilcox University, what is my vision for anyone that signs up for my list? Like if we are, you know, we're on the stage, I'm about to hand you your diploma. <laughs> like, what is it that I'm handing you? Your, your Like, what did you get your bachelor's degree in? For me, it's I want you to make money with email. I want Dustin to get 40, 80, 100 times ROI. That's my vision for him. I want him to be making money with email. And so as far as getting people on your list, take it all the way back, right? Take it to that first day of class. What is it you're going to teach on that very first day? Create a lead magnet for that thing, right? Create some sort of opt-in freebie, you know, ethical bribe, whatever you want to call it, whatever we're calling it in 2022, right? And that, you know, create that freebie, right? And then get a landing page and just start putting it out there. There's lots of different ways you can put it out there. For me, honestly, you know, I do shows like this. I do a lot of visibility work. Um, and, you know, then I segue into, oh, well, if you like my talk today, you know, get on my list, blah, blah, blah. You'll hear that spiel at the end, I'm sure. <laughs> so stick around, <laughs> stick around. Um, but, you know, just putting it out there in different ways. And the last thing I'll say about this is not only putting your freebie, putting your lead magnet out there, but putting yourself out there. You know, you can see in the background over here, I've got an sync poster. I'm wearing a headband. You know, I've got colorful stuff in the background, right? Uh, that's me putting my best foot forward, putting a little bit of my personality, putting, you know, the Liz Wilcox into LizWilcox.com, right? Um, <laughs> and so not only putting your freebie out there, but putting a little bit of that personality behind it is really going to make you stand out, you know, in that sea of freebies. Does that make sense? Yes. And so Absolutely. you said something called, said ICA. What's an ICA? Did you say that? Your ideal, yeah, sorry. Your ideal customer avatar. Okay. You, okay. The person you really want on your email list. I knew Thanks that. I just that. wanted to explain it for everybody else. That's Okay. So I'm going to jump ahead with this question, Jeff, and I'm going to let Liz set us up. I'm going to set this up and then you, you, Liz, you help knock this down. So I'm curious, what are some of the biggest and most common frustrations, and you've been doing this for a while. So what are those biggest frustrations that you hear about when it comes to building an email list and how do we overcome them? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you asked this question. And for all the really, really like into marketing people, like I want you to take a seat because I think I'm about to uh, <laughs> blow your mind. I want you to stop telling so many stories. I want you to stop thinking every single email, every single post has to be a story. That's really daunting. Chances are you didn't get into your business because you are this masterful storyteller, right? Most copywriters, and I used to be a copywriter, I used to uh, do that for a living. They are masterful storytellers. Like, let's leave that to the pros. And I, I don't disagree that stories connect with people. I've told you several stories. Um, you know, before we even got into email marketing, I was telling you a story about how Jeff and I met. Like, stories do connect. But when it comes to email marketing, when it comes to sending out a newsletter, I want you to remember this. Like, it's a newsletter, not a novel. You don't have to come up with this you know, beautiful story that segues into your point that leads to some, you know, $2,000 landing page product. 
You can just, you can connect instead with just personal updates. And that is just two to three sentences about something that you've done since the last time you emailed someone. So for example, you know, if I was Jeff and I was writing his newsletter right after this, you know, my personal update would be, you know, oh, I just went live on the show with, you know, somebody that I met a few years ago at a conference. She, you know, she was talking about email then. She's still talking about email now. And then segue into the content, right? You know, anyway, and by segue, it can be very simple. You know, all caps, anyway, dot, dot, dot. What I really want to talk about is, you know, uh, I'm running this flash sale or, you know, I just gave Grace a raise or whatever, right? Whatever you actually want to talk about uh, that week. And then you can just sign off. And then last, in order to make those connections, in order to get people to click later, like the title of this episode, clickable copy, doing PSs with uh, simple yes or no questions. You know, for me, it would be, you know, PS, have you written your welcome sequence yet? Hit reply, yes or no. If I can get people to start hitting reply, yes or no, it's so much easier to get them to click later. It's so much easier to, like we were talking about at the top of the hour, to open up that relationship, get people talking about, you know, more than just surface level stuff. But we've got to start with that sort of surface level small talk first. Awesome. So I want to go, because I've heard, once again, I'm going to talk about gurus, what we hear these marketing gurus say, because I've talked to a lot of them and read a lot of their stuff. They say newsletters are dead. Nobody reads email newsletters anymore. So <laughs> what you call them newsletters? Are, do we still say subscribe to my newsletter? Or do you say, you know, subscribe for updates? I mean, is there a best practice now because newsletters are so, you know, 2000? Yeah, well, I don't know. I I have an in sync poster, and that's so two thousand, <laughs> right. and I still love them. Right. So, um, you know, going back to what I said it about email, and you know, all the things Grace pointed out, like email is just comfortable for people. People use yeah. email. I don't know where this, you know, death by newsletter is coming from. People definitely open emails. And they definitely use email to solve problems. So why wouldn't you want to be in the inbox? Um, as far as getting people to subscribe, going back to having some sort of you know, freebie or opt-in, for me, obviously, I want you to get on my list. And I know for the most part, just saying, you know, subscribe to my newsletter isn't enough. So I'm thinking about, you know, where my customer is at, where, you know, if they enrolled in Liz Wilcox University, why did they enroll? Like, what are they hoping to learn? And that's what I'm giving them. And so on my homepage, you know, perfect, perfect uh, Ecamm overlay here. If you go to LizWilcox.com, you go, can read through the homepage. And basically my homepage is selling you that you need my opt-in. It's telling you, oh, these are the steps. Here's the first step. Oh, what a coincidence. My freebie is that first step. I already wrote it for you, right? Here's a welcome sequence. You know, take it and make it your own type of thing. So that's a really good example. Um, but at the end of the day, you can you can say, I would say you could put it at your um, in your footer, like, hey, subscribe to my newsletter for tips, trip, tips tricks, and updates. You can do that. Uh, but in general, I would suggest having some sort of lead magnet that, again, like if your person enrolled in your university, like what is the very first thing that they need to learn? 
Mm. Okay, so LizWilcox.com. Make sure you guys go check that out because uh, we got some great questions. So let's um, let's start with Dustin because he's got all sorts of things. He's he's loving this. Um, he goes, I've gone through uh, like 100K uh, male subscribers. I've trimmed it uh, down to 25K. Need help, Liz. So, um, oh. and, and we're going to get into some more of this, Dustin. But um, I want to go to Liz. Uh, Liz St. is St. Jane uh, Saint question. Can hey, you talk Liz. about the difference between email marketing for consumers versus other online business owners? Oh, she set me up for success here. Okay, good, good. <laughs> so, we talked about a little bit about how I started off as an RV blogger, right? And so I was not this B2B, uh, you know, fresh princess that I am today. I was selling to men in their 60s that didn't want to pay for electricity, right? That where the majority <laughs> of their money was going to, you know, paying off their kids' student loans or something like that. And my, the biggest objection for them was, I don't know what an online course is. This was back in, I think I launched my first uh, real, real digital course in like 2018 or 2019. And so they didn't even know what that was. So I had to come up with different strategies, like the personal update versus the story to keep them engaged, to keep them, you know, as 2000 as it is, you know, on the newsletter listening to me, caring about my journey and, you know, staying interested in my products. So as far as if you're B2C, you have to really think about, you know, what is their capacity? What are they using email for? Like Grace said, like, oh, I'm searching for things. You know, if they're the email, it's like inbox or I'm sorry, the inbox is just like the mailbox. So the same way that you are treating your mailbox, right? Oh, that's a bill. I'm not going to open it till later. Oh, you know, you know, John moved three years ago. I don't know why they keep sending this. Oh my gosh, Jeff sent me something. I have to open this right away. It's the same, especially with B2C. B2B is a little different. They're using their inbox, you know, as an educator, right? But B2C, it's the same. Oh, this is a bill. Oh, you know, I thought I unsubscribed to that. Gosh, they're spamming me. Mark is spam, right? Or wow, Liz sent me something. I can't, I can't wait to see what she has to say. So as far as to answer Liz's question, you know, given that perspective, what I just want you to lead with three things. And this goes for Dustin too. And I've got a, I've got a thought for Dustin as well. Um, number one, just lead with a little bit of personality, like I've been talking about. Share your vision with people constantly, especially with B2C. With B2B, you know, we're constantly sharing our vision. Oh, yeah, I want, you know, I want to hit this level. I want to, you know, get this many subscribers, whatever. Do the same with business to consumer. Do the same, uh, you know, no matter what your business are, is constantly share your vision of, you know, I want you to do this. I know Liz works with a lot of uh, corporate She's got a corporate audience. I think she helps executives. And so, you know, I want this for you, you know, sharing that over and over and over again. And then your values, that's that third piece. The market demands that you share your values. Like I'm gonna move my camera and hopefully not break the internet, but like right back here, like this is an entire, um, you know, thing that I keep held up behind me. All my values are on there, right? And I'm sharing those constantly with my people. So of course, you know, values are told really well through stories, but 
especially in the B2C space, you know, we don't often have time to read stories all the time. So if you can just tell your people, you know, oh, you know, I always strive to be relevant, refreshing, bold, you know, inclusive, whatever yours are. Um, you know, I created this product because, you know, I want to be relevant, you know, whatever, whatever your values are and just calling it out, being explicit, just saying exactly what you're doing. That's really going to help you, especially in the B2C world where people aren't using their inbox, you know, to help them with their business. Does that make sense? Mm, yes, totally. Absolutely. That's awesome. Awesome uh, advice. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go through this again and take a bunch of notes. So I know, Grace, <laughs> you had a, a really pertinent question that I, I know that a lot of people ask. So I'll let you ask that. Is this about the day-to-day and nitty-gritty, yes, Jeff? that's it. Uh, yes, yes. So wonderful. We're sold on email. We're sold on doing this. But let's talk about that nitty-gritty day-to-day. How often should we be emailing our list it's like once a week, multiple times a week, uh, only when you la- when you launch a new product. And, you know, when should we worry about annoying our list? <laughs> yeah. So I, I teach something called the email staircase. So first you have a follower, right? Get, get them on social media, wherever you're finding people, wherever they're finding you, get them on your list. You can turn them into a friend. And I'm going to explain this in a second. And then because you have a list of friends, where am I? Then you have a list of friends. You can basically just ask them like, hey, do you want this? Are you interested? And turn them into customers really quickly. Um, And this is something that I teach all my students. I teach inside my membership. Every single newsletter that I write um, follows this email staircase. So what does a friend mean, Liz? Obviously, I don't mean, you know, your best friend that you're sharing all your dirty laundry with. You know, they know every single skeleton in your closet. You know, people love vulnerability, but they don't they don't want to be, you know, that involved. Right. (laughs) So you only need three things to become a friend, especially in the inbox. Number one, you have to invest your time in them. So it has to be obvious to your reader, to your subscriber that you um, you know, that you invest time in them, right? You know, you could say something like, oh, I just spent an hour with Liz Wilcox learning how to make this email marketing thing actually work. Boom. They, you know, it's not conscious, right? But somewhere in the back of their head, oh, wow, you know, Jeff is really spending time learning, you know, how to help me, right? Things like that. And then you want to share in a relatable way. When I had my RV site, do you think I was making like sync Justin Timberlake jokes? No. The majority of my audience, right? The majority of my audience were men in their 60s. Again, I was probably talking about, you know, the Grateful Dead and, you know, where to get these awesome headbands. James Taylor. You know, <laughs> James Taylor, right. You know, sticks, ACDC, whatever, <laughs> right. right? That was relatable. Think again about that, you know, that tricky word I used, ICA, your ideal person. Who are you getting on your list? And share in a relatable way there. And that's why I was talking a little bit about that personal update. That is you sharing in a relatable way. Even if I shared something about, oh, I was on a podcast and, you know, my dog started barking or something. Even if you didn't have a dog, you can relate to that. We've all been interrupted by, you know, something that threw us off guard, et cetera, right? It's sharing in a relatable way. And then that third thing to Grace's point is staying top of mind. So pick out, you know, who is your ideal person? Who are the people you get it, are getting on your list? And how often do you need to stay top of mind? 
how often do you need to email them? So everybody hates this answer, but it really depends. Of course, the general rule of thumb is once a week. But if that gives you anxiety right now, if you're like, oh my gosh, Liz, I have a million things. I might also have a nine to five, whatever. I want you to just try twice a month and see what happens. And you can build, you know, you can build that muscle into once a week. But I think in general, most audiences, once a week is good. Um, I know some e-commerce folks do once a day, you know, just buy or get off the list already type of attitude. <laughs> it's really about what you need and what your customer needs as well. So yeah, in general, just make sure you're investing your time, you're sharing in a relatable way and you're staying top of mind. That's gonna, that's, once you can figure out those three answers, that's gonna give you, um, that's gonna give you the answer for how many times that you need to, um, stay in touch via email. So one of the reasons I love doing this show, it's, it's free consulting. And so that's what I, I love about <laughs> having people. So let's be real specific. So I, for this show, I email people once a week and it's, it's the night before it tells them the show, gives them the link and it gives us a synopsis of the show. Should I be emailing them more? I mean, it's a pretty blank email. It's just like, Hey, this is the show. Come see it. It's going to be great. You know, Jeff. Yeah, this is great. I'm actually on Jeff's email list oh, great. and I, and I, I've been on it for a long time and I always wish that you had some sort of personal touch. It seems more like, I mean, honestly, I'm just throwing together. He, I'm telling you the truth. I'm like, yes. Yeah. He said consulting. Uh, I'm saying insulting. <laughs> no, no. I want to hear it. Bring it on. Bring yeah. It on. So I would say, I would say something like just adding a little bit of that personal update, maybe adding, you know, how you found the guest, um, and what you're most looking forward to. And then, you know, linking out to, you know, let's say our sponsor Ecamm every mm -hmm. once in a while or doing a feature on Ecamm. Why I, I picture an email somewhere, you know, maybe once a quarter about, you know, why Ecamm over and over again, uh, you know, you choose as your sponsor for your show, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, things like that. And I would suggest to you, as you get more comfortable with making that email just a little more personalized, a little more Jeff. Um, and Jeff did, during the pandemic, he did like a wood carving thing where he was carving like mini gnomes. Like even putting little things like that in there is going to set him apart. Even a picture of him and his beard, that's going to make me remember, oh, that's that guy. Yeah, I, weirdo. I liked, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I really liked that episode. I'm going to, I I am going to click over to the next one, just giving a little bit of that personality. And then it's missing the vision. You know, why did you pick Liz Wilcox for this episode? What are you hoping your viewer gets out of this, right? You know, and I'm, I'm picturing Dustin right now, like help Liz, right? Those are the people, those are real people on your email list. So sharing a little bit of personality, a little more vision for them for every episode is going to get a lot more clicks. And then I would say as you get more comfortable, um, someone like you could actually have a second email a week, um, you know, sharing something else like an affiliate link to Ecamm or, you know, to my membership, wink, wink, uh, you know, to restream, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. You do a lot and you promote a lot. And having those separate emails, I think um, when done right, could really um, increase your revenue. 
See, I Take see. I, I'm a gotta get on it. I'm, I'm so I want you to let you. Go, I want you guys to tell me in the comments. What do you think? Do you think I should be more personal? Should uh, Grace and I be more personal in our emails? Because to be honest, it's one of those things I check off the list to get the show ready. I'm like, got to send the email. Got to get this done. So, um, okay, Gary, Jeff, we're, you and I are going to fix this Gary, after the show. Gary okay? says because more like, Jeff jokes. I don't know what you mean by that, Gary. I'm making fun of Jeff, or you want me to tell jokes? What do you want? Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> we, should, we should tell people. We should reveal our process for finding guests. It's it's Grace gets really lit up about a topic and then badgers Jeff to death, and like until we like he agrees to let us do the That's show right. on something. So Gary has a great, another good point. He says, and he's watching over on YouTube. Thanks, Gary, for that. Because uh, I love Ann Hanley's Total Total Anarchy newsletter. It sounds like it's Ann writing to me every second uh, Sunday. I agree. Oh. She has one of the the better emails uh, that I, I always open and listen to. And so, yes, and that's a lot of work, but I'm going to try it. Maybe we should try it for like a month. I will put myself out okay. there and do it for a okay. month. And I'm going to subscribe to uh, Liz Wilcox, her, her group. So I'm going to go in there and get all yeah, the, I all was the tools. Say. You know, exactly. <laughs> I write it for you every single week. Nine dollars well, a let's month. Talk about, yeah, let's talk about writing because Gary actually has another question. It was further up. Um, it was while we were talking about something else. But he asked, oh, yeah, yeah. what do That's you think good. of tools? What do you think of tools like Jasper, which is now Jar- or Jarvis, now Jasper? Forgot which way they went. Right. Uh, with, with help with subject lines. And I use Jasper... Or Jarvis, I think it's Jasper now. Like that, they um, I they use were it sued all by the time. For, yeah. Were they? Yeah, is that what it was? That's what they had to, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Mickey Mouse has a. Yeah, they have they, it out. Yeah. They, yeah. Well, they say if there's anything you don't want distributed on the internet, have a Beauty and the Beast soundtrack, and Disney will take that down yes. for you. But, Pro but, tip. But what about these AI things? That's a great yeah. question, Gary. Thank yeah. you. What, yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, Gary, if they work for you, I think that's great. So as far as uh, Jasper goes, I haven't personally used it, but I have a lot of friends that do, and they say it works well. But what I want you to know about subject lines is just write them for a friend. You're not writing a blog post title. You're not writing for an algorithm or SEO. And so what would you really, what would you write if you, if it was just you were sending an email to me personally? You know, and I suggest writing the actual email first and then going through and like, you know, what's the point of this? And if I was sending this to Liz, my friend, someone that I know, what would be the subject line I would use to get that, you know, to get Liz to open it? And those are your those are really good subject lines. So instead of if I was going to, you know, blast this out uh, to my email list, you know, I wouldn't write, you know, name of show check me out today, I would just write, you know, hey, I, you know, hey, I want you to watch this. Something Mm -hmm. like that, right? That's what I would literally send to Jeff. Or, you know, if I saw a very interesting, uh, you know, like, or a funny Instagram reel that I wanted to share to my list, it might be, you know, saw this and thought of you, right? That's what I would literally send over to Grace, right? Because I saw this, I thought of my email list. Boom, there you go. Does that make sense? Yes. So Absolutely. quit trying to be all corporate and sounding smart. Just Gary, Gary like, just put in like, oh. you write about decision models and boring stuff like that. You know what? To someone that's not boring, to someone that is yeah. fascinated by that topic that is not boring, and they would probably love that email about decision models because I don't even know what that is, and I'm intrigued. So yeah, People watch so video I'm about wood carving. So. Whatever. Yeah, I'm picturing a subject line like, uh, you know, do you love decision models just like me? Question mm. mark. That's the subject line. 
If the answer is yes, I'm opening that email, right? Uh, one of my favorite, I'm on an email list for a data biz person. Her name's Anne Emery. She works with like the UN and all this, uh, all these other like, you know, government agencies. And she has this amazing email list. And yeah, you know, she's very, you know, very corporate. She's talking to people, you know, that need to learn data viz for their jobs, right? Uh, but her subject lines, you know, maybe they're not as wild as Liz Wilcox's, but they are very casual, um, things like that. So um, you can have a serious topic and still have an interesting subject line. Cool. So Liz, what so, would you consider a healthy open rate or a healthy click-through rate when it comes to email? Because I think that a lot of times you do it and you know you share your stats like you did. You're talking about sharing uh, you know, this your email list with Jeff and Eric, and they were like, whoa, like they're blown away because it was really impressive. But I'm sure at the time you had really nothing else to compare it to, whereas they had. And so it was very impressive. And so I think sometimes we look at things or you look at something, you're like, that's a really low open rate, but you talk to someone else, they're like, no, that's amazing. So give us a place to level set expectations. Yeah. So uh, at the time of this recording, it's fall 2022. No, it's not. It's April 2022. <laughs> and Apple iOS updates have really changed the game as far as email metrics go. Uh, you know, I was in denial for a while. <laughs> um, but as far as an average open rate, open rates nowadays tend to be inflated. So anyone that uses Apple Mail, like on their phone or on their computer, where all their inboxes filter into Apple Mail. Um, Apple is essentially, for the most part, you know, we still don't have all the data on this, just auto opening for you. It's signaling to my email service provider, if you're using Apple Mail, that you are opening and even sometimes clicking. So even prior to this iOS update, metrics weren't perfect, but they were pretty darn good. And now they're kind of all over the place. But I will say this, causing it to auto open or be, you know, signaling that this has been opened even when it hasn't is actually inflating your open rate instead of deflating. So <laughs> I hate to say this, this might be crushing for some people. So in, in the last six months, if your open rate has suddenly skyrocketed, that's probably inflated. But I can say with some pretty good confidence that across the board, it is even. It's not like one week they're inflating, the next week it's changing its mind. So if you you consistently have, you know, a 45% open rate, let's say, you can gather it's anywhere from five to 20% inflated, depending on your audience, depending on how many people use Apple Mail. Of course, that's almost impossible to find out. I did see in a Facebook group, um, a couple weeks ago, or maybe even last week, there was one email service provider, I cannot remember, I'm so sorry, that was actually had some sort of capability with showing Apple Mail or something similar to that. Um, and that seems promising to be able to filter that out or in to see, you know, to be able to cross-reference. But this is all still very new. But to answer Grace's question, in general, um, you know, the higher, the better, of course, because open rates affect your deliverability. I call them like the internet gods, you know, on social media, we have an algorithm. While we don't technically have, you know, that same algorithm type of thinking with email, 
there are the internet gods, you know, creating some kind of credit score for you where you want people, you know, where they put you in spam or the inbox. And so you want to have a good deliverability rate. So I still say, look at your open rate and make sure it's staying consistent. If you get a sudden drop or a sudden increase, you can, you know, you can say like, okay, yes, that actually was an increase and dissect that for, oh, I'm going to do more of this subject line because it did really well. Or, you know, people didn't like that. I'm not going to do that again. But in general, um, I want you to look at if like, uh, what was his name? Dustin, he said he had 25,000 people on his list. He just called it. Congratulations. I'm sure that was really scary. And you worked really hard for 100,000. So to delete, you know, uh, 75% was no uh, small feat. So congratulations there. But for you with a bigger list, if you're getting right now with the inflated rates, if you're getting about 30%, I would say that's probably pretty darn good. That's probably more like 20%. And I would still like you to be working on making it better, which I have some ideas if we have a little bit of time there. Um, If you have a smaller list, of course, uh, you could you could see anywhere from. I'd say, you know, 35 to 60 percent. My open rate right now is consistently showing about 60 to 65 percent, which I can gather is probably 45 to 50 percent. And that's really good compared to what other people are saying. So yes, they say the average is like 10% or something, but honestly with small businesses, it usually is more than that. They're taking into account like that NFL, NHL, and you know, those giants of email lists. So, Mm -hmm. you know, 20 to 40%, you think inflated 40 to 60% would be really, really good for you. Okay, I want to I want to go back to this question because I want I think it's really good. And this is from Dustin again. He's just all over it today because he wants to get this fixed. He goes, I seem to be great at getting email subscribers, but not so great at nurturing them and making profit from them. So that's the question that we talked about. We, we had kind of earlier, we kind of skipped. But okay, let's say I have a great email list. I get people to opt in my free offer or whatever. Um, but my open rate stinks and I'm not selling anything. What's my problem? What am I doing wrong Liz? Uh, You have not set a firm foundation with them. You have not set any expectations that this is a marketing channel and you expect people to open, click and buy. Uh, That's your problem. (laughs) If I if I do say so myself. (laughs) So, you know, you don't build a wall, right? You just lay one brick at a time, right? You've got to set a firm foundation. So you can use this as a welcome sequence or a re-engagement. So I'm going to talk about this as a re-engagement for Dustin. So this is what I want you to do, Dustin. I hope you're still watching. Listen up, turn it on, turn it up, pull over, stop whatever mul- you're doing. Stop multitasking, Dustin. Right. This is for you. Close the tabs. This is just for you. So what I want you to do today, if you have the time, is start this re-engagement sequence. So if you've got a freebie, or, you know, some, some kind of lead magnet, I want you to resend it to every single person on your list and say, hey, I, you know, I, whether you've been on my list for six months or five years, you know, I realize you might not have ever gotten this or you might not have used it. Some, some kind of language around that. Uh, you know, here it is. And the subject line might be, you know, feeling generous today. And you just give them something for free, right? It could be a freebie, free paid product, you know, whatever, right? And then you say, oh, by the way, in case, you know, 
in case I never introduced myself, something like that, you know, I'm Dustin. If you only know one thing about me, it's this. And then the, and then that's where you share your vision, right? Where, you know, what diploma are they getting from you, right? What's their degree in? And so for me, I would say something like, as much as I love the 90s, that's me injecting a little personality. I love the idea of you making money with even more, right? So as much as I love the 90s, I love the idea of you making money with email even more, right? Boom, get the heck out of there. You know, peace out, Dustin, whatever you would say. The second email, and you can send it the next day, you can send it, you know, a couple days from now, it's up to you how aggressive you want to be and how you normally email your list. I say be aggressive, um, but that's probably why I'm divorced. So (laughs) the second email is your best content. And this is, you know, you're putting your best foot forward. You've got your suit and tie on type of thing. Like, hey, this is what I'm all about. This, this, like, this is my really best step. And so for me, I, you know, I love getting on shows like this. I love teaching the email staircase. I love giving quick tips. So for me, my best content is a video. I send them, you know, it's a Loom video and it's introducing myself, you know, hey, again, you know, Liz Wilcox here, blah, blah, blah. And I give my number one tip. I'm probably sharing something about the welcome sequence. I can't remember. It's been a long time. But just make, you can make a quick video or if you've got a blog post, your favorite podcast episode, uh, you know, an Instagram reel you made that really blew up, you know, whatever, just share something that shows people, you know, what they can learn from you and how you teach, right? A little bit of your style. The third email, and this is the ding, 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 ding. Everybody listen up. If you take one thing from this entire episode, this is what I want you to take. You've got to set expectations. There has to be that third email setting expectations. What should they expect to you as being part of your newsletter? So, you know, for me, it's I'm going to offer you lots of laughs as we learn about email, right? Lots of laughs is showing a little bit of that personality I was talking about, right? I want people to have fun with email. You might be more practical or no nonsense. Say that, you know, I'm going to give you no nonsense tips on, you know, how to run a social media campaign or whatever your thing is, right? Number two, and this is really where you are going to change your entire email list. And as you do this re-engagement, this is what I turn them into welcome emails. I'm going to offer you free and paid products. I'm going to offer you free paid services, uh, you know, whatever word you want to use. This is where it just flips a switch in the back of their mind from, oh, you know, Dustin's just some guy I get free content from. He emails me, ugh, so annoying. Like, yeah, bye. Watch, this is a marketing channel. He's going to offer me some free stuff and some paid stuff. That way, when you actually do go to sell, not only have they given you permission because they're still on the list, you told them, you're actually fulfilling a promise and you're becoming more trustworthy. Oh, Dustin said he was going to offer me paid products. Here's one of his paid products. This is a man of his word, right? Then you can link out to, you can have other bullet points. Uh, you know, you can link out if you, you're trying to build your TikTok, you know, oh, I'm going to do daily TikToks over here. And then I want you to say how often you're going to email them. Again, you want to show uh, that you are consistent, that you invest your time in this email list going all the way back to the top of the hour, talking about investing time. Um, you know, I'm going to email you every Tuesday afternoon 
with, uh, you know, tips on how to actually get people to buy from your emails, right? That's what my bullet says. You might, you know, I'm going to email you on the 1st and the 15th of every month. I'm going to email you every Sunday night, et cetera, et cetera. And this is especially good for those B2C people that Liz was asking about, you know, you're telling them you're investing, you're telling them what's coming and you're telling them that you're going to offer paid products. Even if you don't have a paid product yet, <laughs> just put it in there. I started this with my RV blog and that's how I was able to actually sell to people that don't even pay for electricity and don't know what a digital course is. And suddenly, you know, they're buying digital products from me left and right. And then the fourth email is this is where you tell a little bit of story. This is where you can share your big why. Why is it you do what you do? For me, it's, you know, when I realized that everyone was complicating email and, you know, I made, I had 141 people on my wait list for my first digital course and I made 141 sales. When I realized that was not the norm, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go teach this because I grew up poor and how many other people are out there struggling, you know, on the struggle bus or climbing struggle mountain mm -hmm. uh, when, I, I can actually simplify this for you. So sold the RV blog, went all in on this. This is where I'm sharing that story. And I mentioned that doing that in the fourth email for a reason, because, you know, remember, we're following the staircase. We're trying to turn people into friends. So you don't, you know, you don't lead with the story. Nobody cares yet. But if you can, you know, put your best foot forward, share a little bit of your vision, share some of your best content, set expectations like, hey, here's what's to come. If they're nodding their head with those three emails by the fourth, that's really going to seal the deal for you. So I, I recommend sending those out as a re-engagement, like, hey, here's what to expect uh, for the rest of 2022. Thanks so much for being on this email list. You know, boom, 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 boom. That's really going to turn the tide for you, Dustin. Wow. And see, Dustin, he said he had a phone call and he, and he had, he lost the last five minutes. So you're going to have to go oh, back and rewind it. I mean, it was a mic it. drop mo uh, moment, Dustin. So, uh, yeah, you're going to, we're going to be, I'm going to be quizzing you later about this. I'll be so, tagging him. <laughs> Gary's like, Hey, Dustin, you can back it up. It's not that hard. So, uh, thanks Gary. Gary said something else when he was talking about open rates, he goes 65% holy mailbags, Batman. So yeah, <laughs> that is impressive. That's why we have lids on this show. Um, so I want to stay on this this section uh, because we only got about 10 minutes left. And I want to kind of dive some deeper into this because I think a lot of people get confused. But let's talk about when should you segment your list? Because that's another thing. Everybody's like, okay, it's time to, I've got 10,000 uh, on my list. I need to segment. Sh should we? Should we not? Does it matter? What are your thoughts on, you know, culling your list and segmenting and all that kind of stuff, Liz? Yeah. So I've had three email lists. I have never segmented. I'm a two-step chick. If it takes three steps, I'm out of there. Like, so <laughs> I tend to, I mean, come on. I tend to, I tend to keep my email marketing simple because I want it to be full of wins. I want it to be fun. I'm not going to do anything that's not fun. And chances are, if email isn't working for you, um, you might be overthinking it or trying too hard or stick in the and mud. So, one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> so as far as segmenting goes, if it makes sense in your brain, sure, go ahead and do it. If it's one of those things that it feels like, oh, I should do this, then, you know, 
probably put it down until later. If it's feeling too stressful for you or like too much tech or anything like this, like you don't need this, but you know, like here's your permission slip to just, <laughs> you know, drop that for now. Um, now, if you do have totally different audiences, you can segment. Like for me, I have a membership and at this point in time, it has 1400 members in it. So I have people, I have e-commerce, I have network marketers, I have bloggers, I have the typical course, you know, internet course creator, I have copywriters, web, you know, I have lots of people in there. So if I wanted to, I could segment that out. You know, once I get to that third step, if I ever sleep enough to make it to that third step by the end of the day, I would segment them and, you know, oh, I wrote this newsletter template just for e-commerce. Oh, this is just for these people. But at this time, it's not in my capacity or capabilities uh, to segment in that way. So I just drop it. Uh, does that make sense? Yes, that's awesome. Yes. Um, so when okay. you call your list, I know a lot of your charge for the amount of people subscribers you have. Is there a certain amount of time you go through and like if people aren't opening your email, you kick them out or do you try to re-engage them? How, what are your thoughts on that list? Yeah. So I love the idea of calling, cold scrubbing, you know, getting the dead weight out of there. Again, this goes back to a deliverability issue. If everyone, you know, if uh, going to Dustin, he said, he, you know, he deleted 75% of his list. If 75% of the list is not opening, like that's really bad for deliverability. Because let's say, you know, you're trying to get on my email list, uh, let's say Jeff's already on there and Jeff hasn't opened up an email in two years. And then suddenly Grace tries to get on my email list. And, you know, I've got two years of track, you know, bad track record with Jeff, the internet gods, so to speak, are going to say, oh, well, you know, Grace really isn't going to want to see these anyway, because Jeff has been on here for two years saying no. So we're just immediately going to put uh, Liz into spam. So that's how that works. Like as far as a deliverability issue and why you should call your list, even if you're like, oh gosh, I spent a lot of money building this, or I, you know, this took a lot of time. That's why you really want to. And I recommend even with the Apple iOS updates, again, that's inflating the amount of people, not deflating the amount of people. I still recommend calling your list. I do it at least two times a year, if not once a quarter. I think if you're doing it less than two times a year, you're probably letting a lot of dead weight stay on your list and bringing that open rate, bringing that deliverability down um, a lot. Awesome. So there's okay. a question from yeah. Rich here. It says, how important is how important is double opt in? Now, I know opt in is required legally in some places, but what about a double opt in? Yeah, so with the double opt in, like Grace said, in some countries, in some places of the world, it is illegal not to have the double opt-in. I personally, with Americans, with people that live in the United States, I do not have it. I find it's a barrier, but that is only because I know that I have a proper welcome sequence. I have designed the welcome sequence and you can get it for free at LizWilcox.com to see what I mean. For people to, you know, give consent, like those expectations to know what's coming and to opt out at any time. Um, actually in that third newsletter, the expectations one, I even say, you know, hit reply, too legit to quit. So I know you're in, right? And that is the most, you're not gonna say that, but you could say something similar. 
That is the most opened email. It's the most replied to, but it's also the most unsubscribed because they're like, oh, no, actually, you know, I liked her freebie, but I'm not really into, you know, getting this once a week or whatever. Right. And so it's the most unsubscribed as well. But most people feel comfortable with the double opt in. So I would say if you're going to do the double opt in, if that feels right to you or the majority of your ideal customers are coming from different parts of the world, turn it on and just just personalize that, um, you know, click here to double opt in uh, type of email. Make sure you can turn that into your first email where it's like, hey, here's the thing you got. Click here to get it. By the way, you know, I'm, what was his name? Richie, Ricky, I can't remember. Rich. I'm sorry. Rich. You know, by the, Rich. by the way, I'm rich. If you know one thing about me, let it be this, right? And that whole spiel, just put that in there because you're wasting a lot of, the reason why I don't like it personally um, is you're wasting that very first email, that most opened email ever on a double opt-in. So if you're going to turn it on, at least personalize it. So, people don't feel like, oh, this is just another step to get the free thing. Like mm -hmm. I'm over it. Does that gotcha. make sense? Yeah. Yes. Last question. Rich says, uh, wow, what parameters, parameters do you use to remove subs? Two years, six months, et cetera. How long do you don't want, if they're not, you know, open and stuff, what do you, what's the limit? Yeah. Um, I, I just follow, I use ConvertKit personally. And I think that they do 30 days. Is it 30 days? I can't remember. Whatever that, whatever they uh, mm -hmm. tell me as a cult subscriber is what I use. I think it's 30 or 90 days. You might even be able to set it nowadays. Um, but I would suggest in general, um, 90 days or less or um, 45 days. Awesome. All right. Well, don't I get the best guest? Come on, folks. This has been you amazing. Do. I mean, yeah, yeah. Liz, Liz, Liz likes this guest. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if you like guests like this, would you do us a favor and just share this out? Let people know about this show because it really does help us out. And make sure um, that you go to LizWilcox.com. So, Liz, tell us what you're doing, where they can find you. What do they get when they subscribe all the stuff that is Liz Wilcox? Oh, Jeff, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> well, of course, I'm an email marketer. I want you to join my list. You can go to LizWilcox.com. In the top right-hand corner, there's going to be a hot pink button. You can't miss it. It says free email swipes. So all those things I was talking about today, having a proper re-engagement or welcome sequence, writing newsletters with personal updates, subject lines, you're actually going to get all three for free at LizWilcox.com. You're going to get an entire welcome sequence, all those four emails I was telling Dustin when he left. <laughs> um, you're going to see all of those written out. So you can take and make them your own. You don't have to come up with it from scratch. Then you're going to get three newsletter examples. So you're going to see what I mean uh, with that newsletter framework of personal updates, segue into content, sign out. And you're going to see different business models using them. They're all written from different business angles. And then you're also going to get an entire year's worth, 52 subject lines. So you never have to write from scratch. You never have to think, you never have to use a, uh, Jasper or anything. <laughs> I've already written them for you. And those were email or those were email subject lines that have all garnered me a 40% open rate or higher. So you can get that all at LizWilcox.com, that hot pink button. You can't miss it. 
Awesome. And we have uh, our Dustin even says uh, uh, before my phone call, I had already subscribed to Liz's list and got all of the freebies. So way to go, Dustin. You get a gold star for today. Uh, and also who gets a gold star is our sponsors at Ecamm. They are amazing. They let this show happen. Uh, you can find out more at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. They have an awesome email that you want to make sure you subscribe to. And they do call their lists regularly because I see those emails all the time. And I'm like, yes, I want to stay in it. So, uh, but they have, they have great stuff. We talked about earlier today. There's, uh, they have the, um, where is it? The, uh, simple or the ecam.tv forward slash simple where you can learn uh, some tutorials about that so make sure you go check that out and also their audio ecam.tv forward slash audio how to use your mic how to set it up properly get the best sound for your equipment so make sure you guys go check that out at uh, socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecam once again somebody who i mean we grace and i get the best guests but grace helps put this show together grace where can people find out more about all the amazing grace stuffy you can find me when I'm not here with Jeff and our amazing guests. You can find me over at Restream. I'm their video content manager, and we've been kicking off a lot of really cool live shows. Uh, so I actually had a really cool interview last yesterday. Yes, last week. Yesterday felt like last week. Yesterday <laughs> about this guy who runs obstacle racing media. It's all about those obstacle racing, obstacle races and how he goes into the field and like uh, records these live on mobile and then also comments on them. It's like his own little ESPN for obstacle racing. So check out those customer stories over there. And I'm I am hosting those. So there yes. you get to have more grace. <laughs> That's right. Always. It's always good to have more grace. And by the yeah. way, uh, thank you guys so much for watching. We are uh, also a podcast. We'd love for you to subscribe to that as well. And you can always find us at Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Amazon Live. Uh, we'll, next show is Friday, April 22nd at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. Liz, thank you so much for being here today. And with that, thank you for our amazing audience. Dustin, all the great questions. Gary, uh, Maurice, uh, all the, um, Sabrina, who always shows up. Thank you guys so much for being here. We really, really appreciate you. Make sure you come to uh, see us over on Volley. And with that, we'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Social Media News Live.